was Cracking Lovely People was the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. If you're a new listener, basically I release an episode on a Monday with a guest and then on a Friday I release a solo episode. So it's kind of something that you can just take away for the weekend, usually uh, nutritional nugget based, uh, lifestyle based. So for example, last week I talked about saunas. So definitely listen to that. I've been using a sauna a lot for all things physical and, and, and mental recovery, all that kind of jazz. So uh, yeah, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. He's uh, known as the Food Busker Online, but his real name is John Quilter. And um, yeah, I'm really keen to get into all things um, oh, exercise related, food related, and um, maybe just let everyone know the origins of, of uh, yeah, the Food Busker for the first couple of minutes okay. and what you do. Thanks it's quite a loaded me. question. Thanks for having me on the show, Matt. Um, so uh, basically my background is a restaurateur and a chef. Uh, I've always kind of been entrepreneurial and in business, uh, early, even from an early age. Um, I had my own restaurant that uh, was relatively successful. It was in the Michelin Guide. It was award-winning. It won Best New Restaurant in Manchester. It was called Marmalade. Um, and then... And that would be my dream, to have a restaurant all my life. And then it, it really didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. Uh, I was super stressed, super angry, super miserable. And, uh, and, it was, and it was a bit like having a crack baby. It was never, ever, ever going to be happy. It always wanted more. So uh, four years into that, um, I would also at the time getting clean and sober from mostly alcohol. Uh, and so I was four years clean and sober. I had this restaurant for four years. I was absolutely miserable. And I was really like, I'm going to probably go back and relapse if I don't change my life. And so I decided to make this big decision to go, right, that's it. I'm going to press reset on my life. So I uh, closed the restaurant because it wasn't really working. It wasn't making me any money. Um, I had to basically reset everything. So I had to go bankrupt. I lost that and went through this kind of like breakdown breakthrough period in my life a year later i moved to london with no money no friends and no job the whole the what the one promise i made myself is that i was not going to take a job which was such a difficult thing to do when you've got no money (laughs) but i um i was like i'm not going to take a job moved to london and started came up with this idea to cook on the streets because it was just when street food was beginning to happen in london so I started to cook on the streets. I would cook whatever I wanted to. But um, what the thing that was different is I said to people, you pay me what you think the food is worth. Mm. And I called it food busking. Mm. And um, did that for about a year, rain, snow, sun, um, often thinking like, what am I doing? This is, you used to have a restaurant and like a house and a car and now you're like, got a fixie bike and you live in a box and you're an idiot. And, uh, But towards the end of that, it got recognized by the Evening Standard. Jamie Oliver clocked it, and I got invited to uh, do a couple of TV series with his production company and to launch my YouTube channel, Food Busker, with Jamie. And from there, you know, it's kind of come on leaps and bounds. So now uh, it's got 24 million views. I've got over 200,000 subscribers. And it's a uh, bi-weekly show, a recipe video on a Thursday and on a Sunday, some sort of food story, be that how to make an incredible ramen, trips to different parts of the world telling food stories, mm. all that sort of thing. Mm. Wait, well, maybe 
I don't know, let's explore. If someone's listening to this and they're keen to make the jump as well, similar to, to what you did, working for someone else or, I don't know, changing career, what, what would you say now that, not that you've come out the other side, but how, how do you, um, yeah, keep, keep the ball rolling? I know before we started to record, you know, you had that conversation around what you do lifestyle-wise. Yes. To try to keep, um, yeah, keep progressing. Because obviously yeah. you've been through a lot. It's quite yes. fatiguing, but it almost sounded like it's made you as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, like, I type, I, like I'm the type of bloke that couldn't do a nine-to-five. I'm the type of person that that couldn't. I, I need to be. I need to love what I do. Um, and the first part of my career I didn't really do what I loved I did what I thought I should I did what I thought would keep my parents happy I thought what would would what would uh, attract a woman into my life what my peers would go oh you're doing well I didn't really uh, think well, what am I going to do that's that that's going to f- really fulfil my heart? That didn't actually feel like top of the list. What felt top of the list was like, how am I going to progress in life? Um, when I finally gave myself the permission to 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 follow my heart and do what's really important to me and what what filled me up in the moment, rather than when I get there, I'm going to feel good. It, it changed to well, what am I going to do today that's going to make me feel worthwhile and fulfilled that's when things started getting better and when I say things I mean I definitely mean my bank account but I also mean more importantly my heart and my soul and my sort of like peace mm. um, and I think I think what how do I keep that going today I think it's about balance like we were talking about the different things for me um, it's about Exercise is an absolute vital and key part of that. Um, and, you know, I, I think that most good things in life that give you authentic depth of benefit, you can't just do. They're not instant gratification. You have to do it. So like with training, if you haven't trained for a while and then you just go and train, it doesn't feel great necessarily. Yeah. It's really hard to get there. You, you do the training and you don't necessarily feel great. Do four, five and six and then you're really beginning to get the benefit. But it's not an instant thing. And I think that's the same with anything in life that's really valuable, it's really worthwhile, is that, you, is that it's about investment. It's definitely about discipline and ritual. You know, that's probably been the hardest thing for me to get into place is, is consistency, is right. I'm training two, three, four times this week. Mm. But the benefits for me are, are massive because, you know, what I do is I, I train between one and three times a week at Roger Gracie's jiu-jitsu gym. And I've got a, I've literally just started, I've only been doing it 12 months. I've got a two-stripe white belt. Mm. Um, and then I train at the gym between two uh, two three times it's I train about three to four times a week and and they mix between these different things in the gym I'm on a peloton bike absolutely addicted to peloton it's like this top end spin class thing and so and some work in there and then the other and then the other one is I'll go for a run um, between sort of five and ten k mm. and that those are the things that that are 
that are the key to you know that they play a big part in you know mm. staying on the on the short and narrow and being productive sure okay and then someone that obviously is cooking creating content around foods traveling speaking to people speaking to other chefs business owners what do you what do you eat on a daily basis what's like a staple because when i work with people nutritionally and and we have these kind of conversations i take these food diaries from people and i say like look you know your diet is the sum of the foods that you eat regularly yes so what like what do you eat regularly considering you create yes. so many fantastic dishes that yes. aren't everyday foods so what are your everyday foods um it's interesting so i i eggs are my go-to every morning um i'm at the moment i'm probably missing breakfast two or three times a week because i'm trying to do that 15 hour mini fast mm. where i'll finish eating at seven and then not eat again till whatever sort of 12 ish um but when i'm not bre- uh, eggs is my go-to i try to eat eggs every morning mm. um then at lunchtime i it's always about keeping it healthy so um uh, I, I tend to eat uh, robust salads where I can. So uh, kale and chicken Caesar, um, something along those lines. Um, I tend to not jump in too much with carbs at lunchtime, but every now and again, um, I'll have a ramen. Uh, and, and I just adore ramens because there's usually an egg in there. There's all the, the collagen and all the sort of like super nutritional benefits of the bone broth. Mm. Uh, and then anything with seaweed it is so good for you as well. Mm. And then dinner is where, um, you know, Monday to Friday, we try to eat healthy at home, try to eat uh, simply. So uh, I'll rely on sort of chicken. Again, I'm, I'm not, I'm jumping in with carbs like sweet potato if I can. Um, but then also, I think, you know, it's like last night I was out with a friend and we were going to go for dinner and he didn't want to go. So I ended up in Shake Shack and I had uh, I had two burgers. One was for research, obviously, mm. and uh, some fries and uh, one of those like custard shakes they do. Mm. Um, and so I, for me, I think what's really important is um, I don't want to get obsessive around food. I want to um, that if I slip off the the the, the car, if you like, then that that's fine. And it's not actually falling off the car. It's more sort of like fa- having it in. I think it's important to have food that's indulgent, that's not necessarily in the healthy bracket, but it's healthy for your for your enjoyment. It's healthy for your taste buds. It's healthy for your fun. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess what I try to do is Monday to Friday, it is about doing a good job good you know eating healthily making sure that i'm getting a good selection of vegetables in there i always work on the basis that you need to have all those different colored vegetables not just be eating the same colored vegetables mm. um and then i try to get some fermented food in there as well i've got some kimchi in the fridge so i try to have that two or three times a week just so i can try and promote that healthy gut yeah interesting and of people that are listening if you want more information on kimchi, John's got a superb video about how to make it. Um, because I think, yeah, fermented foods, they're coming on people's radar a little bit more. And I know I've posted a little bit about the um, the kefir that, that waitros have brought in. They've got this little kind of um, carton of it. And I've been trying that. I've been putting it in with my porridge and things like that. But yeah, if you're interested, he's got obviously a f- 
phenomenal resource in that in that video and it actually isn't it isn't um too tough to make so uh yeah and this you know we don't need to get into the kind of yeah the nitty-gritty side of things in terms of what it does to the gut but yeah the, the diversity is it made is massive, massive yeah so the more plants you can get in you know you're going to have more of a diverse gut microbiome and that seems to show that in in people that are you know leaner and healthier they they have more of a diverse kind of um yeah a, amount and type of bacteria yes. that's the interesting thing but yeah the gut the gut is like yeah it's, it's amazing i get i get very geeky on it but it's um, well i think i think what's interesting for me is is that i went and did a test a stool test oh yeah yeah i remember you telling about, me about, about a year ago what company was that with say again who was that with that was with uh a nutritionist uh damn what is she um i'll get a name for you um uh clinic she used to be the nutritionist i'm looking for a book actually she used to be the nutritionist for um oh gwyneth paltrow and she's based in notting hill and she was a mate and we did the and i and i had to do like I had to poop into like five bags mm. <laughs> and send this poo off. Mm. And what came back was that I had a parasite. Mm. Uh, and, you know, pretty much, you know, we all have a sort of, having a parasite is actually quite normal and, and uh, from what I understand. Mm. Um, but I was having problems with indigestion uh, and, uh, and uh, some burping and some wind and I just was like, and I knew that it was because there was something wrong. I didn't realise that it was um, a parasite. And this parasite would feed off the carbohydrates and sugar, basically. Yeah. Fed off the sugar. And, and then once I started understanding it, I was like, oh, my God. I can tell what's going on here. And so then I had to go through this complete gut reset, mm. which was... And I've done things like that in the past where you're like, right, I'm going to eat no carbohydrate, no sugar mm. for a month. And Jesus, do you notice the difference in your yeah. in your body, in your mood? You're literally coming off a drug, basically. Yeah. Um, or I, I, I was my experience of it. So and it's because my diet wasn't varied enough. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, you know these. If you're working one on one with someone like that, you know you can cover all the bases. They stay in touch with you. And yeah, some some of the some of the gut related stuff that I do with clients is yeah, it's very specific. But then it's all context related so like you said you know you 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 tested something because you enlisted loads of symptoms you didn't know what it was and then you know you you put in an intervention and hopefully that intervention is works you retest and then you carry on like you said you just you just crack on with with everyday life whereas i think people get stuck in in nutrition because they want to they want to find an eating identity because it's popular but then actually you know if you commit to something like you did there clear you know for one of the better term cleared out what you needed to clear out and then got back into things you can just carry on you know you carry on with life but then if you are doing a a gut healing protocol whatever it's called you know you crack on if you're trying to lose weight you eat you eat less than than you're burning if you try to put on weight you start lifting weights and eat more than you burn so it's kind of like it's committing like you said it's the discipline to be like right let's 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 get let's get rid of this and and obviously you've benefited and for what you do you need you know you need energy and and vitality because mate you're in front of a you know in front of a camera and the good thing i like about your videos is that this the second i press play when i'm watching it when i'm eating you know you're you're um you know you're interesting and you're full of life so is that do you, do you find that now that you're training and and, and, and eating and yeah it's, you, it's you've got more energy definitely I, what i found was was that one of the problems 
that led me to go uh, and do that investigation was that my energy was really low mm. and um and and so when our, um, what was also interesting is that certain foods you know I've got a coffee business and I can't I, and coffee wasn't reacting well to me and it was like oh god this is a pain mm. and and so when I did the reset uh, what was great is I've got that energy back but I also I, you can eat things again that you think you're allergic to mm. but you're not mm. and and um I think um I remember uh talking to uh Jamie Oliver about this and and Jamie was saying like in the first sort of six maybe seven years ago they didn't really have any nutritionists in the business at all and um and then they I think they got one and she kind of stood in the corner and they were all a bit suspicious of her <laughs> and and now it's it's an absolutely key part of everything they do. Yeah. Everything he's looked at, and uh, and and I think I think Jamie was telling me that he had like like the leading liver guy in the country and the leading kidney guy in the country come down and spend a week within the business to mm. talk to them about all these things. And 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 I think that you know we're all really like becoming aware of you know, shit in and shit out, right? It's yeah. like, if you put bad stuff in your system, yeah. then you're not going to perform. And it's like, I, I, I do an awful lot and I, and, and I need my energy to carry me through. Also, I want to enjoy myself. I want to feel that positive glow. I want to feel that ready breath glow in yeah. the morning. I want to feel, you know, what's the point doing all this stuff if you're not feeling a sense of well-being? Mm. And, you know exercise and diet are two important parts of that you know there there are other important parts like for me i have to invest in my mental health and part of that is like a daily regime where i get up and i meditate in the morning and i i do like a gratitude list of 10 things every morning Mm. but what it does is those three things together so that little investment in in my mental health that it that meant that that physical investment in my physical health and that uh, food investment in my nutritional health means that i feel great and i can perform and i can deliver and i can problem solve and i can crack on mm-hmm. i think it's just like you said scheduling it stacking good habits mm. and then just finding a few minutes in the day and it doesn't have to be um you know you have to be silly about this kind of thing i'm exactly the same like if i get up and even if i do have an early start it's it's the um six to eight as deep as i can breaths in yes and then breathing out in in the even if it's in the shower you know getting ready um and then yeah i have a bit of a routine around you know water and tea and, and coffee and getting all that kind of stuff together um and then yeah taking myself away and and doing um i quite like something called a float tank i don't know if you've yes. ever been in one of those my business partner loves it really so i've used a little <laughs> bit of that um but then yeah it's just it's just like you said it's almost they're they're the kind of like quite exciting kind of interesting things but then they cost money and you know yes. you can't do it all the time but then like you said yes. it's almost that that daily routine of, of of setting yourself up or taking that 10-15 minutes because um yeah then then you can kind of like get get ready to perform or, yeah. like, or just yeah like you said it's just a bit of a kind of a center i think i think that's it i think the one of the the thing that i've probably found the hardest to do is is to be disciplined I, I i've always kind of struggled with it um it was not a priority in my 20s you know the priority was like going to illegal raves in manchester and like 
having a good time, right? Yeah. And it's like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But what del- what delivers, um, essentially, what what makes me, ha- you know, peace of mind's everything. I think, and you can't have peace of mind if you're not eating properly, if you're not fe- if you if you're not physically feeling it. And I think that it is all about discipline. It is. And, and I think a lot of people may get scared by that or they're like, oh, sod off, that's so boring. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I just know that discipline is the key. It's like consistent habits deliver at the end of the day. They're mm. what delivers anything, any growth. If you listen to any podcast with any, like, entrepreneur that's smashed it, that's made something, it's discipline and consistency. Yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, and then from a learning standpoint, because obviously you're – you're meeting so many different people, you're trialing recipes, you're obviously cooked for most of your life. Say for example, because your most recent video on the pork out in um, Canada that I watched, you know, you're standing over that chap intricately creating the pork at yes. you know, 5.30, 6 in the morning. Yeah. Mate, I, lo- I just loved watching your facial expression because you were like in. And um, yeah, do you, are you someone that has to watch something? Do you read something? Do you write something down? Because you, you know, you're picking up different skills all yeah. the time how do you I don't want to use the word master them but how do you um, yeah get get better at things like that because I think everyone expects you as, as a cook or a chef to be able to do anything yes but, true you know you were learning from that guy <laughs> no it's you? true because that it's was true. legit what he was doing it's with that true. bit of pork was unbelievable it's true yeah it's a, it's, uh, it's a really good question actually I think that because um, I, I essentially have a learning disability in that I'm dyslexic which means that um, uh, mere mortals like yourself can see uh i think you can see something like two or three images per second dyslexics really severe dyslexics can see something like 28 to 30 images per second i'm not that severely dyslexic but essentially the way to think about that is is that i think in video so it's no surprise really is that after all my twists and turns i've ended up in video as being my the thing that i do so i look so for me to learn reading isn't really the way that I learn. I best learn on the job, physically doing it, um, which is how you learn to cook, really, at the end of the day, is doing it. Um, and so that's what I find. It's almost like uh, I can... I love the challenge of being dropped into a kitchen and just, like, learning the dance, because that's what it is. <laughs> it's just a, it's a dance. You just drop in. You've just got to learn to the moves of that particular kitchen and um i find that really fascinating and you know uh, the guy um meat and bread in vancouver the business you're talking about Mm. like it's just so cool like what attracted me to that place first off was the ballet that happened behind that they serve something like 400 people in the space of an hour and a half and and everybody's just ticking and it's such a to me it's one of the most beautiful things on the planet is to see this rhythm of smashing it out and, and and it's just it's like it's like a culinary F one team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of mechanics. Um and so how 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 do I learn that? Doing it. That's yeah. the best way I learn. Yeah, no, I think even though it's you know, like you said, going in a bit of a tangent, but I think yeah, when you are in the kitchen, because my sister works in as a as a pastry chef, she's like mid twenties, so kind of obviously a few years into a career, loving it. But she's yeah, I think she thrives in that environment where everyone gets yes. their own their own little place but they all work together and that 
especially with the one in um, that, that you filmed in uh, the coffee shop as well. Yes. People just seemed like they knew their roles, they worked with each other, but then they were intuitive enough to kind of give the yes. end consumer a great experience. Yes. And that, I just I just love that kind of thing. And yeah. I, I, it's just, yeah, it's... Um, There's nothing more beautiful than teams. Yeah. Well, that might be incorrect, that statement. No, but I know but, what you mean. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's like when a team works, be it on the pitch mm. or in the kitchen or in the startup office it's a beautiful thing yeah. like it's just it's it's just and you know essentially when you boil down what's going on in all those different environments it's like when a team works well it's because there's love at the heart of it there's a there's a passion that's about when it's not just about winning it's about being together mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and I think essentially why it feels so good is because that's what we all want right is to feel that yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Mate, yes, that's, no, that's great. And then, yeah, maybe as we start to kind of like round things off a little bit, with, with a bit more of your inside knowledge, people that are, you know, into their foods, obviously most people listen to this are London-based because I'm London-based, but who do you, who who do you kind of like to, to follow or who do you, you know, where, where do you go for, for, for food or kind of foodie mentorship? Because obviously you're a, someone that's, doing things really well but then obviously you'll be looking at other people yes, who are definitely doing fantastic things too where yes. do you draw inspiration or where do you love to go for big flavors yes. that kind of thing um i think i think my wife is a big inspiration for me um she's always she's um she used to have her own uh she was a therapist she now has got a a, a, a skincare business and she's now uh, a, an entrepreneur um oh, in cool. the wellness wellness space so she's always been uh, uh, on the sort of cutting edge of 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 my of of, of new things and i've learned a lot from her what's that called i can link uh, to it's that called, in the show notes. it's called disciple oh, and um it's um it's actually doing extremely well she's just secured some funding um but she works with a lot of adaptogens and uh, she's actually just brought a new cbd product out are you oh, familiar with CBD? Hey, of course, yeah. I use the uh, I use the drops in the evening yes. before bed. Yes. Um, and I drink the tea. Yes. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah, I need I need to go into it a lot more. I know there's a lot. I've backdated so much information because I'm part of these, you know, nutrition groups yes. and things, whatever, Facebook and online, and there's been a lot of chat around it, and I've kind of earmarked a lot of stuff, stuck it in a folder, yes. and it's something that I need to read up on more but then like you said you just you just you do things as long as they don't cause any harm yeah i've got some drops and i've got the tea and i've just been n equals one experimenting yes. with it well it, it, it's interesting because I, I um I, I use cbd as well and um you know it, it cbd is the is this uh it comes from the, the hemp plant the cannabis plant and um but it doesn't have the high or anything associated with it, as you know. Yes, yeah, so um, non psychoactive properties, basically, for people yes, that are listening. Yes, very depression. <clears throat> um, and um, uh, but what um, but what Charlotte told me, which I thought was amazing, that Charlotte's my wife. But um, she was like, they call it, uh, it's its nickname is the Boy Scout molecule or mm. something like that, because when you take it, it goes to the area in your body that most needs it, and 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 helps heal issues so it's you know it's great for anxiety i've definitely noticed that that it helps with that it's great for sleep mm. it's great for helping you concentrate mm. and you know and it's like uh, i think some of the other places where i go to get information like i think a massive fan of uh, joe rogan and um 
and uh, what's his name, Tim Farris. Mm. Uh, I really like their conversation. I really like the way that they uh, sort of go go about things. You know, they're they're about a whole host of subjects, but of, of, often nutrition and health is a big part of that. Um, and then I guess. Where where else do I go? I, I can't think of anybody really else that that I really plug into. I quite like what um the Hemsley sisters have done, and um a big fan of uh, Gizzy Erskine because she's always like sort of continually looking at everything. I still look at what Jamie does. Mm. Um, so mm. yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, the the CBD stuff would be good. We should get back together and do another pod on that yeah definitely be, uh, Charlotte's it's still, interesting we'll have to have a conversation no, with totally, after, after the show about totally it. I think what, cool. what I, one of the plans that I'm going to be doing to help uh, Disciple Skincare is I'll be helping to create some of their content and we intend to make a load of different things with CBD because CBD yeah. can go into uh, a, um, a dressing for your salad it can go in your coffee yeah you know it works great apparently uh, my wife has it every morning into a coffee whizzed in the Nutribullet yeah you know a little bit like um, bulletproof coffee mm. um, without all the fat <laughs> yeah that's yes. right um, and so yeah it's um, it's really interesting isn't cool. it yeah mate well that's the thing because you've got you know people listen to this you've got something that can be put on topically so as in you, you know you, you, you apply um, to the skin but then also you've got yes. things that are transdermal, so that means that it, it you know it has it has the capacity to kind of uh, sink in a little bit deeper. So you have things like sprays or the certain types of skincare products that people use, and then you've got things that are sublingual, and that isn't you know it sounds technical, but that's basically where you take something in under the tongue yes. and it bypasses the gut and goes straight into the bloodstream. Which is how I take so the CBD. So you can do that. Because say if I gave, I don't know, like working with John and I gave him a supplement, went into the stomach, but then his stomach was a bit more compromised and might not get to where it needs to go. Interesting. So I give something that's sublingual to people that I really, you know, want to dose into their bloodstream straight away. Interesting. And then obviously you can talk about the, do you uh, smoke it or do you drink the tea? So I think yes. there's people can find a way of getting these products into their lifestyle and uh, I think because there's so many different types doing it on the skin or, or transdermally will be really really interesting really yes. interesting but I think you know people like the idea of smoking or taking something in droplet form but I think putting things on the skin because we've we've proved you know it's been proved with magnesium that's interesting through the float tanks and so you know some people get good responses through the spray the research isn't really there yet but it's coming and it'll be the same with CBD is yeah it's yes. really really cool. Well, one of the things that Char, uh, that my wife's done with Disciple Skincare is what she realised was was that um she did said there was some research out there that something like is it something like seventy or ninety percent of what we put on our skin is absorbed into the body, mm. and and I think that a lot of people um don't realise that mm. um and I just think and again you know there's all these different. You know, we, we haven't talked about mushrooms and how, you know, that shroom technology that's out there, which Interesting. Um, I, I haven't really, I don't know that much about, but I have tried some of those uh, mushroom teas and yeah and coffees. Yes. There's so many great things out there that we're just beginning to get a hold of. That, I know. 
can help us. I think that's it. It's experimenting. It's obviously you know getting something that isn't going to cause you any harm, but then also space is only just going to get better. Yes. Like these, the you know the companies that have got big, for like Four Sigmatic and you know the mushroom coffees and teas and things like that. Someone could say, oh, the dose isn't quite there, but I think it's that. You know, it's it's, it's trying things and totally. then almost like you know figuring it out for yourself. But then you know eventually there will be products that have a certain amount of you know what what you need in it, like a um, um, you know one of the one of the like a reishi mushroom or one of the types yes. of you know one of the types of mushrooms and and but in the moment it might be low dose in coffee but it's you know it'll, it'll get better um, but yeah the adapt the adaptogen space and the nootropic space they're interesting yes. and I think they're on the periphery for most people but then I think eventually when it becomes you know very um, known people won't just necessarily be looking for a coffee or yeah cocaine they'll be in the middle. And it'll be like, right, can I take magnesium, mushrooms, uh, cherry juice, you know, um, and, and a few other things that are in like a kind of, you know, stack in like a pill that, that are food products that are basically just going to enhance cognition. Yes. yes. So it's, uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're really, that is really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, mushrooms in general, you like you must cook with them and things like that all the time. Yeah. Like I absolutely love them. Yeah, what I like, I, I, I got into the, the Rishi uh, mushroom powder a couple of years ago. Um, I was in LA and I went to, I think it's a vegan restaurant called The Butcher's Daughter, which is <laughs> it's great. And yeah. uh, they make these Alexias with, with them. And um, yeah, and, and it's like, yeah, I just, mushrooms are amazing. Like I'm, I, I'm lucky enough to be shooting a film in a week's time where I'm going foraging. And we're going to forage for these mushrooms. But we also... You know, we're also foraging for truffles, and it's like, you know, fungus. Yeah. We don't really, we haven't even got anywhere close to understanding the the, the, the amazingness of fungus, mm. bit the mushrooms or the truffles or whatever, and it's right. like, so much more to learn than that. I don't know. You know, I know next to nothing about it. Yeah. I just know they taste good. Yeah. But that's another thing, isn't it? You're getting more interested in that. Yeah. It's a challenge. And then you can... I think with with a lot of this stuff, you, you read things, you get interested in stuff, and then you think, okay, how do I actually implement it into my lifestyle? Yeah. And it, like you said, it comes with discipline, but it also comes with trying a few things. Yes. And then figuring out what, what, what food products and things like that work for you. And um, more people are starting to try things, I think. So it's... Um, Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we had to definitely good chat about that after. Um, so, yeah, good man. Okay. Um, but yeah, to obviously people can look you up online, YouTube and things like that as well. But is there anything else before we close off that you want to let people know about what you're doing or where they can find you? If we haven't covered any bases, maybe this has been great. Thank you. Um, maybe just go check out Crew Cafe, which is the organic and fair trade coffee business that I started uh, with a couple of friends. It's been going four or five years. Uh, it's actually in Tesco's and Waitrose these days. Crew Cafe, mm. it's good coffee. Great, okay, mate, cheers. Thanks, Matt.